Yeah boy, Cal Mac is back for the Track Back with Cal Mac podcast. And this week, we're joined by super influencer Maggie Foster. Yes, you know her very well for her incredible skits um, impersonating Pretty Patel and, of course, Meghan Markle. Maggie joins me on the show this week to talk about where all these inspirations started from. I can't wait for you guys to listen into this great interview that I had with Meggie. We have a right laugh on this podcast. And of course, check us a follow at Trackback with Mac on Instagram. If you want to get in contact with us, it's trackback um, at yahoo.co.uk. I'm so excited um, to hear what you guys have got. If you've got any um, ideas of where we can go with the podcast, if you want us to get any of your favorite social media influencers on the show, then all you've got to do is get in touch with me, Cal Mac and I'll make it happen. In the meantime, check out this interview with me and Maggie Foster. Maggie Foster, how are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. How are you? I'm great. It's uh, such a pleasure to have yourself on now. For the viewers that are listening to this episode, Meggie is my lockdown lifesaver because your skits entertain me thoroughly. And I have to say, you were one of the inspirations behind me starting the TikTok trek because if I didn't have your skits, I would be the typical lockdown bored 24-year-old <laughs> adult. Oh, bless you. That's very kind of you, sir. I very um, privileged that... Um... I was um, a catalyst in this. Thank you. Yeah, you were absolutely. So, you know, when the TikTok track does get famous, you can say, yes, I influenced that. Yeah, guy. of course. Absolutely. Shouting it from the roofs. <laughs> so, Meggie, um, this is the show where I bring on several TikTokers to talk about their TikTok journey. Now, of course, you are one of the uh, biggest influencers in the UK. How do you feel having that title? Oh, I don't know. Do I have that title? Oh, thank you. Um, I don't know. I think through lockdown, um, it's been completely um, overwhelming, really. Um, you know, I, I'm an actress anyway. So um, but I obviously, um, you know, to crack the industry is very, very difficult. And then obviously going viral during lo- lockdown is pretty surreal. But 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 more surreal that when I, I've got all of it online and I can't leave my house. Um, so, you know, going out now is a bit... Um, a bit different from sort of when the sort of impact happened but I think it was probably a good thing sort of digest it all in my house back in Oxfordshire with my parents um, rather than having it all at once in in the public eye so yeah it's it's definitely surreal for sure. (laughs) Now you were the talk of the TikTok town Um, you were in loads of newspapers you're in lots of online articles how much publicity would you say you've had from your TikTok and how have you managed it all? especially with COVID going on at the same time. Exactly, yeah. Well, it went sort of viral on Twitter mainly. Um, And then I just got tons of um, newspapers try and sort of um, contact me. And at that point, I was a bit overwhelmed and I actually turned most of them down. They would still then write articles about me. I just wasn't quoted in them. And then Lorraine, uh, Lorraine Kelly, asked me to be on her show. And at that point, I was like, no, I've got to go on. Um, so yeah, then I did a few TV ones and I've done a few podcasts like this as well. Um, but yeah, and then, and then I started, um, you know, giving interviews to the newspaper. So I then got another load of newspaper articles out about me and the magazines and all this stuff. It's just been crazy, but 
yeah, I, it's, it's, I don't know how many I've been in, but I think Vogue was the most... Um, you got to love a bit of Vogue. Yeah, I mean, I was in Vogue and I was like, right, my, life's, my life works complete now. So <laughs> I've, got, I've got to give a quick shout out to Lorraine. Hashtag give Cal Mac a chance. Cal Mac loves Lorraine Kelly. Oh, do you? Not literally, so not literally, but but yeah, you know, you gotta give uh, you gotta give your love to Lorraine. Um, so Megan, let's talk about the start of your TikTok. What made you really start this this journey? What was the inspiration behind you? You know, wanting to showcase yourself on TikTok. We all know it's one of the most popular apps of the past few years. It's really um, skyrocketed above all the other social media apps. But what made it the app for you? I um, I was furloughed from my day to day job, um, and I live in London. I was cooped up in my flat in London and I decided to go back home to Oxfordshire because my parents had a garden and I was furloughed and I was like right I have nothing to do there's absolutely nothing to do and I used to actually do lip syncs on an app called Dub Smash which um back in 2015 and I used to lip sync celebrities and just like put them on Instagram or send them to my friends and everyone would find them so funny so my friend was like why don't you just like go on TikTok? There's this like new app, like everyone's doing it. Um, you know, you can do your lip syncs on there. And I was like, you know what? I'm an actress. Everyone was in a foul mood. No one was laughing. And I was like, do you know what? Instead of me getting into a depressive hole, I'll just start doing lip syncs. So I started doing, you know, Gemma Collins, Nikki Graham. I did Gamma Um, And then... I asked people, you know, what, what, what should I do? And someone gets sent me one of a protester in the 2019 elections. And I basically, um, she sounded very, very posh, but what she was saying was very left wing. So I thought that was quite funny, like the juxtaposition of that. And I put that one up and that's the one that sort of started the ball rolling with the sort of political ones. Um, and that's what you're pretty well known for is doing those political sort of lip syncs, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just because they were on our, well, they were on our screens 24 seven, weren't they? I mean, they always are, but I think we all sort of Can watch we ever stop it. Mostly. You know, um, it's, it's a great topic as well, isn't it? Politics. The fact that, you know, some of our politicians, even though they are doing their job, they are kind of the running joke of the country. So it was great you know, for you to do that, you know, take those kind of, you know, people like Boris Johnson and and make them funny because, you know, some people do see them as, as a running joke. Did you take that to your advantage in some sort of a way? A- absolutely. Um, you know, politicians are quite funny. When I, you know, listen to something and I can find kind of, I think that's what people make, um, people like them for um, really is because I'm sort of, showing a different way of what they're saying, kind of making a joke out of it. And actually, um, you know, sometimes I'm splicing them with different things, like Theresa and Boris, for example. But, you know, when Pretty Patel's, uh, you know, doing the yeah, um, yeah. Prime um, you know, uh, what were they called? The briefings, daily briefings. And she, you know, stumbling over her words and she was breathing very heavily. And I was like, right, why is she stumbling over her words? Oh, she must be drunk. You know, why is she breathing in so heavily? I was like, she's definitely smoking. So I then decided, like, that would be really funny to make her into, like, a teenage girl, you know, smoking and drinking and being, um, you know, rowdy. Um, And I think it's just, I think people just were quite quite amazed how creative you can be with with actual audio. Um, You know, you don't have to just lip sync them 
in a suit you can you know find different scenarios to put them in I think that's what made people laugh I find that very interesting and you know what you said your experience as an actress did you take that you know into a new dimension you mentioned like taking these politicians as an actress do you watch kind of the characteristics behind these these um public figures and kind of make them into their own character you mentioned with Theresa May with the you know making her into a young young girl do you have to look at kind of their body expressions you see for example prime minister's questions with Boris Johnson as an actress do you kind of look how they act to give you kind of an idea of how you can present them as characters on Um, the app um honestly no I think I think some of the characters I think um Boris for example you know he he always like shakes his fist up and I did a bit of that but really um a lot of people think that these are impersonations and they're not Pretty Patel is not a drunk smoking teenager they are I am just might have been she might have been once oh she probably was she did she did work for Diageo that's why the bottles were changing um um, but what I, it's just verbatim theatre, really. I'm a massive, massive fan of verbatim theatre. Verbatim theatre basically is taking real life words and creating a, a story out of them. So, you know, I mean, you know, for example, if someone listened to this podcast right now, you can lift what I'm saying and make it into a different scenario. And that's what I, I, I love doing. I like listening to things and, you know, creating different characters. So, you know, again, you know, Teresa is not a ba- uh, a little girl sitting in bed, you know, listening to Boris giving her a bedtime story. But it's funny when you when you you know put those two together and just you could you could do anything with them. I could take the same audio right now and do a completely different thing. You know, I could have Pretty Patel as an old lady, um, you know, you know, stumbling over her words because she forgot. You know, she's you know going senile or something do you know what I mean um I just think everything is really I think it's really interesting what you can do with words Teresa was definitely that girl that was lying in bed listening to the cast of Mamma Mia (laughs) yeah exactly for sure (laughs) so when you first joined TikTok did you know anything about the app and how did you kind of react seeing the diversity on there the fact that there was so much different content and stuff that you might never have seen before that you saw for the first time on the app? Yeah, so I didn't really know how to um, to use it. I, I I sort of use it only for the sort of audio. It's very, very, actually very good because it replays the audio. So it was very easy for me to sort of get the words into my mouth and then like lip sync them in time. Um, but in terms of like the algorithm and stuff like that, you know, like hashtags to put and I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but I do, I get into um, TikTok holes, like, of an evening. I'll just sit there and scroll. But I think it's just really, really good because of the algorithm. Like, if you like something, you're going to see more of that. Um, so I, 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 and I think it's such a great way for sort of performers that haven't been seen before to sort of get a platform. I mean, it's quite easy to, not easy to get, you know, viral. But if you have a really, like, a good video that hits um there's more chance that you'll be you'll be seen by that and I, I think a lot of unknown people have got very very big on TikTok and I think it's a you know it's done wonders for me um as 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 a creative and I I think that's not just for actors it's for singers it's for dancers it's for uh, you know um, people that make pottery or are a chef. worker I heard about him the other day 
you know. He's been on the show himself. He is a wonderful guy. Has he? There you go. Yeah, so I just think it's a really good way. Um, and it, it just makes, it puts the control back into the creatives. Yeah. I've always said that, like, I used to be that actress that kind of sat there and waited for the phone to ring, um, for, you know, for my break. And it's just a, th- it's just a big eye-opener that you can kind of do it yourself. But... I think I think it's it was just a very big eye opener for me, and I and um, I just think it's yeah. great for any sort of talent to sort of put himself out there. You mentioned, you know, it is hard to get into the industry you want to get into. It is for anybody that wants to be an actor or an actress. Do you think TikTok has enhanced, you know, your chances as well? You you've been seen on a lot of platforms. You've been seen all over social media. Do you think that TikTok has helped you progress further into getting that break for yourself? I definitely do think that. Yeah, um, I think it's a great way of doing it. I don't know whether, I don't know whether in the industry it kind of, um, you know, I don't want to be known as a TikToker per se. I want to be, you know, Maggie Foster is an actress. You know, I think it was a, definitely a very good way. I got an agent out of it um, who's now putting me forward for things. Um, you know, I've been introduced to a hell of a lot of people, but I don't, you know, when you, when you think of like influencers on Instagram, I don't, I would never want to be considered as one. I think it's definitely, you know, if that's a way of making money, you know, actors have to like, you know, work at bar jobs and stuff to get money. And if that's, if that's a way, but I do think there might, there is a sort of like a judgment on, uh, sort of influences and people that that are going to do ads for the sake of doing ads. And, and I, I, don't, I don't particularly want to be known as uh, a, TikTok, a TikToker or a lip syncer, um, but it's, for me, a platform. Yeah. Um, You've got that verified tick now. You can go places with that. I know, right? I'm still waiting for my one on Twitter, but, you know, I don't think they give them out anymore. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> Damn, that's a shame. I want one. I know, right? <laughs> so... Tell me about the very first skit you ever did and what was the what was the public reaction and what was your reaction to it? On TikTok, it wasn't a very good one. It was a Gemma Collins one. Um, and there was no reaction from it because no one saw it. Um, I think my first one that went viral, obviously, was the, um, the uh, protester one. Um, but then the one that I think got the most attention... Uh, suddenly the most attention was the Boris versus Theresa and then it was the Caroline Flint versus Emily Thornbury and then a Meghan Markle sketch as well um, and I think the the one actually that went most viral on TikTok though was my Celine Dion one I don't know if you've seen it I think um, but it's um, I did that one for Dan Wooten um, I added a bit of his audio at the beginning um but yeah, I did. I did the Celine Dion one, and I think just because she's—I love her. And the thing is, is that a lot of people think that the people that I do, I don't like. And I'm like, no, like it's kind of affectionate. If anything, like I don't, you know, people are like, oh, you don't like Meghan Markle? I'm like, no, I actually quite like her. But you know, people have their opinions, stuff like that. But uh, Celine, Celine makes my heart beat on. No pun intended. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But yeah, that was it. It went completely viral. That one. That was that was my most watched one on TikTok. And it's very interesting to see the different um, how what 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 is the most watched one on different platforms. It's just a completely different like demographic. So it's very interesting. Did you expect the reaction you've been getting off the public? Was that? Did you imagine when you first started TikTok? You were, did you imagine all of this to come full circle? 
Like, absolutely not. It's so funny. People are like, so like, how did you do it? And I'm like, I didn't. This is the thing. Like, I just, I just did them. There was no agenda there. I was just bored. Like, I was just bored at home and they got picked up. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm so grateful. It's like overwhelming. It's any actor's dream to get there, sort of to be noticed out there. Um, it's incredibly, incredibly saturated um, and competitive industry. Um, so to be like, you know, retweeted by uh, you know, Dom Jolly and, you know, get commented by um, Gary Lineker and all of these amazing people that I'm like, God, this is crazy. Um, you know, have Pretty Patel follow me. Not that, you know, that's... I can't not believe thing. that. But, you know, she did unfollow me afterwards. I don't think she liked her and her sketches that I did of her. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it, it, I never thought this would happen. And I've met such amazing people through it. Like I said, I've got my agent now. And it's really sort of given me a platform to, to sort of branch off from TikTok um, and sort of get into the big old acting world, which I've always wanted to see. So. And I'm glad you're finally getting the opportunity. Um so you, you look at lockdown um, with all these influences that have got big over the lockdown, like yourself. Um, an interesting question that just came to mind. Do you think things could have been different if you released those videos right now compared to when everybody was in lockdown? Do you think things could have been different? Um, I think potentially. Um, I do think one of the massive reasons was... Um, you know, everyone, you know, we're, we're coming out of it now. But I actually do think um, that when I did the Boris and Trees one, it was like, I think it was like a week, maybe like week five or week six of like our lockdown. And that was when I thought we were getting out. So I didn't think anything of this. I thought, oh, well, you know, it's been a good six weeks and that, that'll be that. And, you know, I'll go back to work. And then it just carried on. So at that point, I thought, oh, you know, you know, I was I wasn't going to do any more because there was no point. But you know, now I think I think because there has been quite a lot of lip sync out there, it probably would have been a bit different. Like at the same time, I started Sarah Cooper, who does Trump uh, lip lip syncs. She's from America. You know, she was doing that. So I don't know whether um, like lip syncing's had its day. So I think potentially um, it wouldn't have worked out so well. Um, I think I definitely hit the zeitgeist. Um, you know, I love uh, that word, Trump. what you just said. That has really struck a chord yeah. with me. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I think, I think, I think everybody at that point were very, very low. I think, the, let's, well, I mean, let's, I think Boris is speaking now, actually, about if we're going to get out on the 21st of June. But um, everyone <laughs> needed a laugh. There was Black Lives Matter that happened as well. And everyone was just in a really, really, um, like, like, dark place. Very, very, very dark year, wasn't it? Yeah, and I just think that these little, like, they're minute long, but I think, you know, they, if they made people laugh, I did my job. <laughs> How do you feel knowing that you've put smiles across lots of people's faces during the lockdown? People that, you know, even had the virus or had family members dying of the virus. How do you feel that they could have just watched your video and had a big smile on their face? How does that make you feel as a content creator and as an actress, knowing what you're doing is doing so much good to the people of our country and other countries across the world as well. Yeah, I mean, to think about it in that sort of sense, it makes me, it's quite emotional. I think, you know, if that is, is the case and 
um, you know, people have watched my videos sort of lift them up um, in a really, really dark place. And my God, I, you know, there's no words to describe that. I, if I've helped anyone, I haven't really thought about it that way, if I'm honest, because it's just like, again, it's, again, I've been locked up in my, um, you know, house. I have, and just, you know, this has all been online. I haven't really had any, any interactions with people. I'm in that sense. And, you know, I do get such lovely messages from people, um, um, you know, saying thank you for like lifting me up and stuff like that. And, and, you know, the support has been so overwhelming. Um, and I'll keep doing them. Like if people want me to, I I think that like the lip sync sync stuff might've not had its day. I don't want to bore people with it, but you know, if it makes people happy and, I, you know, I'm going to start doing my own original sketches and things like that to try and, um, you know, I want to keep on making people laugh. So if it's doing its job, then I'm, I'm really happy. You know, going into that in just a moment, the best thing about doing the lip sync videos is that you can think of a new celebrity to do every single time. You look at other content creators who release, you know, their own original sketches. Sometimes they can run out of ideas, but with lip syncing, you can still choose a new celebrity. There's so many out there. Does that kind of give you an advantage to keep releasing, you know, content, knowing that you can easily think of a new celebrity to do? Absolutely. But the difference is, is there good audio to do? Because I think, um, like I said, you could the right one. Pardon? Does it have to be the right one to you? I think there has to be, uh, yeah, for sure. Or like, you know, it might not even have to be that texture it would be the sounds in it you know the inbreeding if they're coughing I remember doing a Brexit um a Brexit cast one um uh for for some some people who work with the BBC and they gave me this audio and it was it was quite funny what they were saying but there was a lot of texture in it there was a lot of coughing or and I think that's what makes people laugh or I remember doing the Pretty Patel one and the guy from Channel 4 who was asking the question he stumbles on NHS he goes NHS and you know even I did something in that to and I just think that's really interesting what you can do like I said I could take the Pretty Patel one or the Meghan Markle one and do a complete different sketch on it. So yeah, there's loads of different celebrities, but like, it's also to do with like a, like a good audio that's got got things in there for me. Yeah. Um, I yeah. do like going for iconic ones, you know. Um, I think I spliced Joris, Boris Johnson again with uh, Theresa May field, Fields of Wheat um, for one of my sketches. So that's just iconic, right? And if I see something online that I find really funny, then I will do it. Like the, the, Celine Dion, the Celine Dion one that I did, that's not like the most famous interview that she's ever done. Like I couldn't even find it on YouTube, but I knew she'd said it. Um, so I'd watched it years ago. Um, but it's just, it had so much in there that I could do with it. So it, they might not be the most famous like clips, but... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, Megan, give us a little hint about what, kind of original sketch you've got planned and how would you describe your creative mindset um so well, that, I actually you must have a huge one yeah I mean I have I actually met up with I don't know if you know Cole Anderson James and Niall Gray who are really big on TikTok actually um we did meet up and we did a few um skits together so I think a few of them are up on their pages right now um but I also am sort of 
doing my own thing. I can't really say too much about it, but I am developing. Oh, our viewers are going to be devastated. I know, right? Um, but I mean, if there's any good like audio clips, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say never to do a lip sync again. Um, you know, there might be something juicy that Boris says tonight, and I'll go right. I'm gonna do this one. Um, so I can't say too much. That would be giving it away. <laughs> But what about your acting career? What have you got planned for that? We all know that you want to get into acting. Um, what is the main ambition for you? What do you want to end up doing? Is it film? Is it kind of TV? What is your main ambition? And do you think that you will continue to do TikTok? Because it has given you this platform. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think my ideal world would be, you know, Hollywood. <laughs> but no, I love theatre. I love TV and film. I think for now, I think... I'd love to have the Meggie show, a bit like a sketch show, like Catherine Tate or something like that. That really does appeal to me. Um, but I'm not adverse. I, I also like straight acting. So it's not just comedy that I can do. I obviously was, um, you know, trained in classical classical acting. Um, so I wouldn't like, you know, I'm, I'd take a film, I'd take anything really. And it's really difficult because, you know, it is so competitive. So I don't think I'd turn many things down at the moment. Um, Because you always have to sort of um, build up your CV sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what you just said about the other question. Oh, will I still do TikTok? Yeah, I think definitely. I think it's a really, like, great way of, like... And I think that's why they work. It's because they're so short. And, you know, if I get an idea randomly, I'll film it. It, you know, can take a while to do. But I just find it really fun as well. Like, I find it really fun. There's not one of those TikToks that make, like, I was like, oh, I've got to do another TikTok. Like, I I loved it, you know. And the fact that I was entertaining people as well just, like, made it so much better. I I did literally start it with family and friends. Um, But then, you know, the whole world wanted to see it. So there you go. (laughs) Now, this is new. This is CalMac's quickfire question. So I'm going to ask you, Meggie, apart from yourself as a great TikTok influencer, who is your favourite TikTok influencer apart from yourself? Okay, I know my answer. Why? Because he'll kill me if I don't say it. (laughs) Cole Anderson James. He is, um, he's a TikToker. We've done a few collabs and he is very, very... get him on. We need to get him on. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely get him on. Brilliant. So, uh, Meggie... What have you got planned for the future? What is next for you? Well, like I said, I'm auditioning for things at the moment. I'm in talks with a um, really nice guy. I don't think I can disclose his name, but he's helping me out, sort of, you know, put me in touch with writers for my own stuff. Um, so, Hint. you know, meeting up with him, just sort of networking. Um, and yeah, we'll see. So not, not nothing set in stone just yet, but I am developing sort of my own sketches, um my own characters um maybe they'll have something to do with tiktok maybe they won't who knows i won't say any more than that well i wish you the best of luck and when i get big on radio one and i knock nick grimshaw off his pedestal you'll be the first guest on my new radio one show i'm very honored But for the viewers that want to listen back to this episode, all you have to do is go on Apple and Spotify and you can listen to this interview. It will be released along with many new content creators we've got coming on, including Hannah Lothar uh, and Jack Bean and much more influencers. Meggie, I want to thank you most of all for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure to chat to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Thank you so much. Bye. (laughs) 